You guys, welcome to episode 53 of The Smush Room, the podcast that deep dives on the well-known and more importantly, not so well-known hookups of your favorite reality TV stars. I feel like a Westworld robot when I say that now. Um, it's me, your host, Troy McKeady, and uh, I am really excited about today's episode, not only because I'm drinking, but also because my friend Christina Laske is here. Christina, how are you? I'm so much better now, Troy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. You haven't been here in a long time, and we've been trying to do this for a while, and it finally worked out. For so long, and I'm so excited. We're finally doing something that is current and topical and not from the 90s or early 2000s. So I'm super on board. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, because I forgot we did a... We kind of recently did um, Winona and uh, Johnny Depp, which, like... Yes. I feel like we had the... We gave Johnny his swan song before he was, like, officially canceled. Yeah, I think you're right. I think we really did him justice and we really brought, like, we shed a light on the murder conspiracy theories of his insidious behavior. And I'm proud of that. It's like some real spotlight shit. Yeah. It is. There are two, um, there are two episodes of this podcast that I consider whodunits (laughs) and uh, Ashley or Mary Kate episode. Um, Yes. And then that one, that was a true whodunit ended in a murder, a murder mystery. Mm -hmm. It's fucking great. It is great. I also just, I just told you this, but I just have to let the listeners know that I am dog sitting a hound. Um, This is, I'm not even going to call it a dog. It's truly a hound. It's like what a Disney villain would call a dog. Like it's not a normal dog. It's a big, huge, like beast. Like literally I'm looking at her right now and she's like licking her jaws and like pacing around my little apartment because she doesn't know what to do in here. And I What's her name? Her name is Rosie. Oh, Rosie. I love Rosie. Well, I have a dog here too, but she's tiny. She's a tiny little dog and her name is Sean Penn. You're welcome. Oh my God. (laughs) First of all, how long have you been sitting on the fact that your dog's name is Sean Penn? I mean, her name has been that for seven years. Um, I would, if I could go back, it might be different, but that's her name. That's her name. I got her very drunk and she was a little puppy. What kind of dog is she? She's a Yorkie. She's the fucking best. She's the light of my life. Oh my God. Well, this was supposed to be, so my friend let me like, uh, watch his dog or whatever. <laughs> he really? let you? <laughs> I mean like, okay, so here's the deal. This is like the true, the, the true story. This is like behind the scenes. Oh my so God. I want a dog. I want to own a dog. <clears throat> I've only ever owned a cat. Um, her name is Lucy Jean and, uh, she's named after Brittany's character in Crossroads. She, oh my I, God. Yes. She used to record with me like, when I lived, when I, I moved and I left her with my mom, because she's like old now. And I was like, you know, I want to like take the leap and get a dog, but I didn't know what it would feel like to, I've never owned a dog and I didn't know what it would feel like to own a dog in this apartment. So my friend was going out of town and he was like, A, will you watch this dog? And B, you can like figure out if you are meant to own one. And um, I don't know if I am. Well, <laughs> I babe. I, I have to say that having a big dog and having a small dog are two totally different things. That's true. This is a big fucking dog. I can't. Yeah, you. That. No, that's a house dog. You need a little apartment dog that just wants to cuddle and doesn't bark a lot and is just chill as fuck. That's what you need. Yeah. And, and it'll light your life up every day. I need a chill as fuck dog. That's exactly mm-hmm. what I need. Yeah. Dogs are like very, like, you know, they'll adjust to your circumstance and like be what you need them to be. Like that dog isn't your dog. So it's adjusted. Oh shit. There's a plane. I'm so sorry. It's okay. Um, there's, uh, anyway, they'll adjust to what you need and you can make the dog your dog. You know what I mean? So I wouldn't rule it out completely. 
Yeah, I guess we'll see. I mean, I, I definitely want to like go like try and rescue a dog and like get the uh, just like get the attachment and get all the things going. And I want that feeling of being like I'm coming home to a dog every day. Like I've never. It's honestly that. the best. It's the best feeling in the world. Like no matter what's going bad in your life, you come home and this cute little face just needs you and wants you and loves you, and it's wonderful. Well, Rosie, you got somebody pleading a case for how great you are. Yeah, <laughs> she's yeah. P- pacing behind me right now, like panting because she wants to leave the apartment so bad. Well, um, <laughs> but so today I I'm really excited about today's episode too. By the way, it's going to be kind of like just kind of like easy and fun. It's not it's not like really dark at all. It's just like silly almost. Um, we're talking about Emma Roberts and Evan Peters, mm. and this was Christina's idea. All glory be to you. <laughs> We'll see. <laughs> yeah. Glory to Bounty. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and I'm excited. I've never spoken about a couple that broke up and got back together so many times in the history. Yeah, of the show. it is wonderful. And like, there's been some discussion about them in the Facebook group and I just felt inspired. And you know that we both share a love of that man's whole physical appearance, but specifically mm-hmm. his jawline mm-hmm. and his beautiful pouty mouth. And mm-hmm. so, um, I know. And so I'm excited about that more than anything, I think is just to, to talk about what he looks like shirtless. Oh my God. So <laughs> I, I mean, like I'm fully on board, like shirtless in all aspects too. Like I love when he's like thin. I love mm-hmm. when he's toned. I love when he has mm-hmm. a little bit of a pot belly. Yeah. I love him in every form. I love when yeah. he has claw hands. I love him. Yeah, I agree. I think he can do no wrong for me. Um, I know that I know that it's a little controversial. Some some people aren't getting it, but I'm fully on board for every incarnation of Evan Peters there is. Yeah, that was a surprise. I thought it was just like a universal thing. I thought so too. I didn't know that people I didn't know that it was like a that he was like an acquired taste. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Cause he's he's so beautiful and he's so good, like he's so intense and wonderful should i go inside are the planes horrible i just realized i mean honestly i can barely hear it but okay, if it's good. bothering you i don't care no 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 as long as you don't care then i it's nicer outside it is like a million degrees but it's like i'm under a shading i can smoke cigarettes out here i have wine like i'm happy so if you're happy i'm happy <laughs> oh i'm happy okay, i mean great. i'm also in my happy place i have a giant dog panting behind me that can <laughs> go crazy at any moment and my apartment air conditioner is turned off because it shows up in the background of my recordings. Honey, we're in our happy place. <laughs> okay, Grandma Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> or at least one of us is. Yeah, well, you can join me. <laughs> um, so Evan and Emma, like I said, they are notorious for being like on and off again. They've like literally broken up. I, I guess it would have been like maybe four or five times they broke up and got back together and got engaged and ended their engagement and were estranged and I don't know it's a whole like harlequin love affair yeah um, which is crazy but like and it also makes me wonder like in their relationship who is I don't know like there's potential for both of them to be like the messy one Oh, I think it's pretty clear who the messy one is. Yeah, I think it is too. <laughs> I think I think like one of them is pretty off the rails and the other <laughs> one guides the ship uh, to to lightness again. 
<laughs> yeah, they're like, and it's, you know, Messi runs in her family. She's got that messy DNA. She sure do. She sure do. <laughs> yeah. um, they started dating in June of 2012, and they got engaged in January of 2014. Um, they split up a year later. They got back together in August. They broke up again in May. And then you guessed it, they got back together. <laughs> and they just recently became engaged in 2016. And um, Well, no, they got engaged like a while ago before their first breakup, like after the domestic violence. <laughs> oh, yeah. Then they get engaged and then she like gave away the ring or something and then they got engaged again. Yeah. Like, I love that. I love that. Yeah. It's like very real. Okay, so wait, let's talk about how they met. So they met on the set of the movie Adult World. Now, yeah. this is the reason why I had the idea to do this podcast was because I watched that movie. Now, have you seen it? I've never seen Adult World, but it's got okay. really good reviews. Babe, it's like pretty good. Like, you know, did you ever see Girl with Dominique Swain? Yes. Okay, so it's the girl for now. You know what I mean? Well, okay. not now. I guess like eight years ago or something. But... um yeah, no, it's it's actually pretty good and it and like you can you can feel that she is fully into him while you're watching the movie because her acting is so self-conscious like you know, she's not freely acting. She's mm-hmm. like, "Oh, there's a cute boy in the room. Like I'm going to try to be as cute as possible." Yeah, it's it's sweet, but it's also like kind of a bummer for the movie's sake, but the movie is like a pretty great nostalgic trip down like an old 90s video store kind of a lane, you know what I mean? Oh, like something you yes. used to pick up on the shelves, like a straight-to-video, late 90s, you know, oh, what's that movie? I'm going to rent that kind of a vibe. I was literally, not kidding you, having this conversation yesterday with one of my friends, and I was saying, like, there are movies that I love in that, like, in my heart, I love them because I know that I only discovered them because I picked them up on a video shelf and, like... Totally. You know, I never truly picked it because of its cover, and then it ended up being some movie that I loved my entire life or, like that like changed the way that I view films or like whatever, like really became like an important part of like who I am as a person. Yeah. And I was just thinking like, how do people like, is, is the equivalent of that just like scrolling through like your streaming yeah. service? Like, is that, yeah, that's, really- that's how I found adult world was just on Netflix. Like it felt like that. It gave me that warm, fuzzy feeling of being in a blockbuster again. Like, Oh, well I know they met on this movie. Like I'd like to see it. And then it was way better than I thought it would be. I mean, I, listen, it's no like fucking, you know, uh, gone with the wind or whatever, but it's, yeah. um, <laughs> but it's, uh, but it's, it's like pretty good. It really reminds me of an old school mood. Like it doesn't feel modern. It's got like a very vintagey vibe to it. I like it. I wrote it in my notes that I have to see it. Cause it's like everything I read about it online, people love it. And she got praised for it. So. Well, I actually don't think she's like that good in it, but, um, <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> but like, I like the worst part of the film. Yeah. But he's great. <laughs> I mean, is he ever not? Ugh. No, he's never not good. Did you see American Animals? No. Oh my God, American Animals is so good. And like, I didn't know that he had this whole fucking IMDb of movies that I'd never seen. I was like, I pretty much, I've, I'm, I felt like like I'm an Evan Peters like historian. And I was like, oh, I actually like literally have never seen anything he's ever done besides American Horror Story. I know, it's weird. Because that's like, I mean, that's his main calling card. Yeah. And thank okay, God so sh- for it. Yeah, for real. Like he's, and I love that he's got the ability to just completely explore all of the facets of Evan Peters in that show. It oh makes me very happy. God, I also too have to say before we really fully get started that 
I mean, the reason that we're all secretly here and, like, we all know this and we're not talking about it is because they had this, like, domestic abuse situation happen in 2013. Um, yeah. They were in Quebec, which we'll definitely get to and, like, unfold. I think uh, it was in Montreal, but yes, continue. But yeah, she, like, bit him and clawed his eyes and stuff, <laughs> which, like, you know, I love a woman that bites. It's oh, yeah. It's the kind of girl that, that bites during fights. She seems like a biter. She's, right? without any question, a biter. She's the kind yeah. of girl that, like would do all this crazy shit to you. And then while you're trying to like restrain her, say that like you were like choking her or something. Like she's like that girl. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. She's got gone girl all over. her. Oh yeah. She's she, yeah. like, she like bleeds and sweats gone girl. Like mm-hmm, that's her. Mm-hmm. I got to stay away from her. Cause she's the kind of girl that I would get really close to in life. And like, become her yeah well once once i was at good luck bar a few years ago and she was there and she started bumming cigarettes off of me and she was hammered and we were like you know where you like meet a girl and you're just best friends for the night but then that's it she was she was my girl for the night because i had the cigs (laughs) and that's always the girl that you end up like i like you yeah how can you quit smoking when like things like that happen you know (laughs) yeah was she like three feet tall no, she's taller than I am. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. She's just really tiny. She's just very skinny. Yeah, but she's she wasn't like she's like normal. I'd say she's like five five. I mean, I'm guessing I'm like five four or something. But she might have been had heels on. But she was taller than me for sure. Huh? I don't know why. For some reason, she's pictured like I picture her as like somebody that I could like swaddle, like I could pick her up and like rock her to sleep. Well, you can still do that. And I wish you would do that to me. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Now I'm getting jealous. <laughs> she looks like I could bottle feed her. I don't know. Um, oh, for sure. She'd bite you though. <laughs> <laughs> She'd like bite my arm and claw my eyes while I'm trying to help her. Mm-hmm. Um, You'd love it though. Well, we should like fully just get into talking about her, about her. Okay. Life and all her Great. Um, so she was like raised in New York. Uh, she was originally born in Rhinebeck and wait, I, wait, hold on. Because my research says that she went to high school in Los Angeles. Really? Well, let me look it up again. Yeah. It said, um, wait, look, now we can both be typees. <laughs> no, I love doing this. Like from, uh, I read that when her, when she was really young and her, um, mom was trying to get custody of her and like move her away from her train wreck of a father that they moved to Los Angeles. She's very, she's got an LA vibe for sure. I don't like, you know, she does have an LA vibe, but why the fuck did I read that she was from New York? Now that's really going to bother me. I don't even know. I have so many tabs open. Like, I don't even know. God, and then there's like the whole. I mean, I, I, I'll wait to get into it because there's a whole. Like, oh yeah, we'll get teen. we'll get there. Well, I also want to point out that she's an Aquarius, and Evan is also an Aquarius. Now, to our astrologer listeners, this is very interesting to have two Aquarians in a relationship because Aquariuses like don't they like to be the authority and they really like it. To, they like to have partners that they can like kind of push around a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I find it really interesting that like they that they're both Aquarius, and that might be why this is such a tumultuous union. And I can actually totally see that for her. She's one hundred percent seems like that the girl, the girl that dates like she's the kind of girl that gets in that kind of relationship for sure. Um, but no, yeah, you're right. She was so she's like raised in LA and like an LA person, but she was born in New York. Okay, okay, and, like, gotcha. All that custody shit started happening like after she had already left. Um, okay, right. Okay, right. 
So she's, so let's just say for all intents and purposes that she was, that she grew up in LA. Yeah, she grew up in LA. Her dad is obviously Eric Roberts. He's an, a, an American film icon. Um, <laughs> celebrity rehab fame. Celebrity rehab fame, like truly like the king of bounce back. Like just Eric Roberts is, and also by the way, has starred in like over almost 800 films. Yeah. Like, Eric Roberts is like a seasoned just like Hollywood, I don't even know. I don't even know how you would describe him. Well, he—I mean, he's a—he's a Hollywood bad boy for sure, and he also like very much credits himself for any success that Julia or Emma has had. Now, yeah. for those of you who don't know, Eric Roberts is Julia Roberts' brother, and he famously has said that he is to is to thank for Julia Roberts' career that when she moved to New York, that he immediately went to his agent and got them to sign her, which I'm sure was a real hard sell. But, um, <laughs> so he takes credit for that. I also love that he said that he walked in and said like, so who's going to sign yeah. my sister, Julia? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like he, like, like he was like strong arming them into yeah. like signing a beautiful 19 year old. And they're like, yeah. okay, Mr. Roberts, anything, <laughs> anything you need, Mr. Roberts. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Mr. Roberts, like, oh my God, I can't, uh, but yeah, I mean, like, she obviously grew up on film sets. Like, she, like, has said in interviews and stuff that she grew up, like, going to visit Julia, like, on the set of Aaron Brockovich. And, like, she would read through her scripts. And, like, her whole life was growing up on sets. It's all she ever knew. Um, her mom was, like, very adamant on her not being an actor and, like, waiting until she was old enough to make the decision you know, later in life right. if you're like doing school <laughs> stuff or whatever. You mean like, you mean at 10? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like allegedly she wasn't smart enough yet to make decisions or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. So her first acting job was her very first audition, which was playing Johnny Depp's daughter in Blow, which it all comes back to Johnny Depp, obviously. It always does with us. I mean, it's... Yeah. It's, we can't help it. <laughs> <laughs> which is so dark. Um, and she also, I read this, uh, I don't know if you read this or not, it came up for me a lot when I was like doing research, but I read that uh, she credits herself as being the reason that uh, not the reason, but like she was one that picked up, picked out Julia's like Oscar acceptance speech dress. Oh, which one? You know the like the the black one. Like, dress. The, I think it was like the Valentino that has like the white like striped. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. I was gonna look it up, and then when you started describing it, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Has that, like, crinoline train? Yeah, well, who doesn't want to be styled by a nine-year-old? Like, I, I mean, <laughs> obviously, obviously listen to her. And I love that for her, that's one of those memories of, like, you know, when you're little, like, I remember when I was really young, my mom used to let me win card games. And, uh-huh. like, it took me, I don't know, maybe, like, 17 or 18 years to really come to grips with the fact that I always, like, lost, really. Right. Like, I really thought that as a kid I was, like, this poker shark. Yeah. (laughs) My mom was just like letting me win. That's like one of those things where you look back and think like, oh, I picked out Aunt Julia's Oscar dress and I'm the reason she won. And then you turn 20 and you're like, oh, wait. Right. I don't know if she did think, oh, wait, when she turned 20. She probably still thinks that like she's the reason. She did just say that to Vanity Fair. So I guess. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Um, and yeah, I mean, Eric Roberts, if you guys don't know him, like, he has a really sordid past, like really crazy issues with drugs and substances. He's been arrested like a million times. He was on celebrity rehab, uh, a lot of domestic abuse situations, ironically. Uh-huh. Um, 
a lot of like just public intoxications and like just all the real old school style Hollywood stuff. Like just, you know, being arrested for like peeing in alleyways and stuff. You know, Eric Roberts stuff. Yeah, Eric Roberts. Classic Eric. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. I'm also, by the way, sexually attracted to Eric Roberts. Can we talk? Okay. Oh, I mean, yeah, we can. Yeah, let's explore that. Young Eric, though. Not like, not now. Okay. Not veneers Eric. I would never. Uh, okay. All right. Well, no judgment from me, but I can't. Um, we're going to have to agree to disagree on that. <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> First of all, how dare you? How dare you? <laughs> Second of all. Um, so, should we also talk about the fact that we are, in fact, drinking for sure? Oh, yeah. Well, there's that. Do you want to tell people what you're drinking, babe? I'm drinking beer. I have a whole... I. So at the grocery store, this thing that I do, it's my weekly tradition. I like to go to get a six pack of like just random beers from like the you pick whatever you want section. Uh-huh. So I just have like six random, really bougie, high alcohol, alcohol, alcohol content beers. Yes. And I'm about halfway through my first one and I'm actually drinking it because I'm sweating more so than anything. Wonderful. It's reading me. What yeah. about you? I am I'm nursing some cheap ass white wine mixed with club soda on ice because it is a million degrees in Los Angeles right now. Yeah. And I also I told Christina before we started recording that the birds behind her sounded like they sound very specific to like a retirement home. Like Thank they're you. not they're not vacation <laughs> birds. They are like they're sad. They're sad old people Florida birds. I get it. I got it. They're just well, they're happy suburban birds. No, they're sad birds because it's so hot. And they're like, what? Feed me. Like, what's <laughs> happening? You're like, there's no water here. Yeah. You know, <laughs> what can you do? There's also chickens in the background, FYI. My, I'm at Ooh. my mom's house and she has she has a gaggle of chickens. I don't actually know what... What is the term for several chickens? I don't know. Um, I'm going to go with gaggle, but I, gaggle I don't think that's great. right. I think that's just... Well, yes. Yeah. So... That's also a sound that's happening um, in the background. I so now that. that you're all filled in, yeah. <laughs> have you have you always had chickens? Is that like a thing? Oh no no no! I did not have chicken. This is like my mom likes to get herself into projects, mm-hmm. and so she's been on a, a chicken kick for I want to say like two years or something. I mean, the good part of it is that the eggs are fucking delicious. Yeah. The bad part, so I'm house sitting for my mom right now, and I have to wake up at sunrise to let the chickens out of their coop and that is not the greatest feeling in the world but you know you sacrifice i'm like mom can we get rid of these chickens i'll just buy you eggs like i will go to the farmer's market once a week and buy you eggs but yeah she likes you know they they sell those now um they sure do the store i don't know how you do it I don't, I don't know either. But. I couldn't do it. I, I, I'm not a real chicken fan of. Uh, I mean, who is? I mean, besides my mom. <laughs> I guess. Her, her and Nicole Richie need to start a lifestyle brand together. Oh wow, that would actually be off the chain. Yeah. Chickens hate me. Have I ever told you about when I went to my friend's house and like this chicken, this like rooster, really got like a an attachment to me? Like it really like it hated me. <laughs> no. So I my, love that you're like, have I ever told you? Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know this fun Troy fact. Please continue. Have I happened to run past you? <laughs> no. A specific rooster doesn't like me. Um, no, there's my friend, they have like a whole a gaggle of chickens and they have one mm-hmm. rooster 
And the really funny thing is like, so maybe like a week or two prior, my friend had played a video that I had sent her of us like drinking and I was laughing in the background and the chicken was so triggered by the sound of my laugh that it started <laughs> like cockadoodling in the middle of the night. Like not, you know what I mean? Like it was like so triggered that it started like doing things that were like against its like actual DNA. Um, so it started like violently clucking or whatever. And uh, she read this thing about how, like, when chickens and roosters, like, really, when they find a person or, like, an animal that they hate, they usually hate them for life. And uh, <laughs> I went to their house, and she was like, oh, look at our new chickens or whatever. And then it heard me laugh. And oh, no. all hell, like, hell have no fury. Like, a, a, a hen scorned, truly. Like, it was, I was physically attacked. What happened? What do you mean? Like, what did it do? Christina, it heard me laugh and chased me so violently and so hard and like fast that it was like, I've never been so scared in my entire life of like a (laughs) tiny animal. It literally ran me up a porch, through the garage, out the garage door. I was running all over their property to get away from this chicken. And it was after me, like after me. Do you know how much joy it brings me, though, to just picture this situation? Because chickens are so afraid of everything. (laughs) So to imagine you running from a chicken is (laughs) fucking amazing. (laughs) Well, to be fair, it was a big, huge, giant one. They, like, named him Maleficent, literally. All right. You're you're still bigger than the chicken, though, yes? (laughs) To be fair, he was a thick one. I'm just saying. Okay, okay, okay. (laughs) Um... That's, that's a great story. That's just between us gals. Um, mm-hmm. So Okay. Well, back to Emma. Back to Emma. Um, but yeah, her dad has had this like terrible past. And like, I don't know. It, it's actually really interesting to me because somehow Emma has really been able to like only take the good things from her family. And like, those are the things that people ask her about. Like people mm-hmm. never ask her stuff about her dad ever. Okay. Well, here's the thing. There's actually a lot of like talk about Emma being quite the bad gal. You know what I mean? Oh, it just yeah. doesn't, it's just like not as much in the internet. And I think that it's like, um, apparently people don't really discuss it because no one wants to have bad blood with Julia. And, um, it, like, okay. So Eric Roberts was arrested for cocaine and he was also arrested for domestic violence. Both things that I have heard, you know, allegedly Emma (laughs) takes part in. So I feel like if anything, she has not strayed that far from her family's legacy in that way. But don't you think it's weird that it doesn't like, like you can't, there are certain people, especially like young Hollywood actresses who, when they do have families like this, like a Lindsay Lohan, who obviously sows her own path. But she doesn't come from a, like a legacy. I guess that's true. But wouldn't that be even more of a reason? Like, you would think that people would constantly bring up Eric Roberts being her dad. But I think that she's... But I think people are, like, more focused on the fact that Julia Roberts is her aunt because Julia Roberts is more famous. So I think, like, if you you link Emma Roberts to anyone famous and you, like, aren't paying that much attention, you'd go Julia over Eric. I guess that's true. I mean, I do immediately think Julia. And she also kind of favors Julia. Oh, for sure. She's got that Julia mouth. Well, and she says that, like, you know, Julia, like you said before, was the reason that she got into acting. And um, also, I heard that Julia, like, fully 
bankrolled the custody battle between her Emma's mom and Eric, and like, yeah. pay, you know, helped pay, helped pay for the legal fees for uh, Emma's mom to get custody. Which we should stop saying Emma's mom. Her name is Kelly Cunningham. She's yeah, a exactly. school teacher. You know, <laughs> just because she's not a famous actress doesn't mean she's not important. I mean, it yeah. kind of does. But um, <laughs> but no, she did fully bankroll it. And I thought that was like so interesting because they went through... That's another thing that we haven't really talked about is that he went through this really long period of being estranged from his sisters. Um, Julia didn't talk to him for years and... Um, I read in an interview that he did with E last year where he said, um, he said, I wouldn't categorize it as a falling out. Um, he said, I was crazy about my sisters. I loved them. I adored them. Um, they were precious to me and we had times of great closeness. We all felt very protective of each other, but the hardest part to protect yourself from is yourself. And he said, I was exhausting. I was exhausting to be around. I was complaining. I was blaming. I was unable to join anything. And, um, he admitted that everybody needs a break sometimes, especially her. And they were estranged up until she gave birth to her twins um, in 2004. Like he came to the hospital with his wife to like give flowers or whatever, assuming that they wouldn't want him to see the kids. And he was rushed into the hospital and like greeted and they all hugged together. And it was a whole big thing. Um, But it still seems like there's like some weird, like I think she definitely still is like, distant um because he said in the same interview like we've even spent some thanksgivings together <laughs> so, yeah. well do we want to talk about the other sister yeah okay did you, you hear oh babe okay well she killed herself <laughs> not oh, to bring yeah. it oh, not my. to bring it down really hard you guys i hate to cut you off but at this point i think you know the drill you've got to be a patreon member to hear the remainder of this episode so Go to patreon.com slash ebpsychos. At that point, you will uh, be asked to donate. And then when you donate at this level, you'll get this podcast. You'll get the remainder of all the episodes every single week. You'll get Liz Bentley's Feathers in My Hair, which is the Teen Mom podcast. Um, You'll get me and Molly's uh, Brittany and Kevin Chaotic special. You'll get all the stuff that Molly does exclusively through Patreon. It's well worth it. And also, if you're not a member of our Facebook group, go to mollyandthepsychos.com. It'll take you straight to it. And uh, all we do all day and all night is talk about reality TV. It's super fun. So, like I said, patreon.com slash ebpsychos and mollyandthepsychos.com. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.